Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Friday, July 6th. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. Japheth, go ahead and pray for us, please. Yeah. Heavenly Father, it's been a phenomenal week. I want to thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, for all that's happening in our in our lives and all the challenges we're facing, especially uh, this passage, the the call of this passage and all that it's, it's challenging us with. God, may we, as we process it one more time today, reflect on a, a new question as well. May it bring new insights, may it bring uh, deep thoughts into our life as we prepare as well for church tomorrow. Uh, we ask God for a blessing on that. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Romans 4, 1 through 12, English Standard Version for the final time this week. Abraham justified by faith. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness, just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin." Is this blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised, so that righteousness would be counted to them as well, and to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. So I have just one obvious question, which mm-hmm. is that Abraham then didn't need to be circumcised, no. is what Paul is saying. No. Do you mean no, he didn't, or no, I'm wrong? He no, did. no, you're, you're right. He did not need to be circumcised for what he thought he needed to be circumcised. Okay. Do you like that? That's a really good answer. I think that was pretty cool. It doesn't necessarily help me very much. I know. Isn't it great? There's more to the chapter. Well, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure I'm going to hear much more about circumcision, although in a just a non-specific kind of way. It's the, just the, going. It's like um, the I don't key. Know. The key to this, I think, is more. It's more about the fact that why did Paul choose the story of Abraham? And we think often it's about justification by faith, it's and that's because why because Abraham was circumcised. <laughs> yeah. I think is the yeah. undeniable reason that yeah. he was chosen. But I think more than that, and and obviously, you know, uh, the process of justification is fantastic, and we want to talk about that as well. And that and Paul's going to draw that out. But in truth, also Paul is trying to say, look. This is a story that uh, started a long time ago, and it started with God saying, I'm bringing everybody together. Oh, I have another question. Yeah. Do you think it's at all weird that, you know, we sing Father Abraham had many sons and all that, and that he's thought to be the, you know, father of a nation? Like, in what way? He had two sons. 
like you have two sons. Lots of people have two sons. So isn't, boys. isn't everybody kind of the father of a nation? <laughs> like, I mean, you and I, eventually, after we're long dead thousands of years from now, there will be many people who are likely descended from us. And yeah. kind of, so what? Yeah, did, so what you're asking is, does does Abraham have any significance in, in our story, in our narrative well, today? Why does he have any more significance than any other person who why, also had a couple of uh, kids? Why, and why did God say your, your, your future will be like the stars in heaven when he only had like two kids that we... Well, yes. Yeah, I know. It's pretty weird, isn't it? My, there must be no answer to that whatsoever. Well, I'm sure. No, no, there the is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Super no, smug, I, so yes, I'm, I'm sure. not. I'm not being super smug. I'm just saying. You might that. be one of those people who needs God's grace oh. to rescue you from thinking too highly of yourself. Oh my goodness! But you know, <laughs> what do I know? No, look, I, I think that, I think that what's beautiful about the story of Abraham again uh, is it's that, just that he didn't have many sons, did he? No, that's actually he had two. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. It just I don't know. But we are called. Accuracy, but we are called the like. children of Abraham. I am not called no. the children of Abraham. Well, I don't well, it think says so. Here, it says here. When shall we say what? What then shall we say well, was I've gained by Abraham, our forefather? Kind of odd. According to the flesh. Well, he's huh? really not. I don't think I am probably a child of Abraham. I mean, I might be, but I, mm. I don't have any knowledge of that. You should take one of those DNA tests that I'm so opposed I to. Know, yes. I know. I, I am trying. a believer that I do not want the it. federal government <laughs> to have access to my DNA. I, and I'm, I'm a strong believer that they probably have it already. I think it's a bad idea. And I think they have it already. Anyway, but uh, that's not the question today. Uh, the question today is this. Whom, and actually it's a fantastic question, a very powerful question. Whom have you excluded intentionally or unintentionally from the kingdom, from kingdom consideration? Whom have you excluded intentionally or unintentionally from kingdom consideration? I think that happens all the time by accident and unfortunately on purpose. Now, when we exclude people from, from the kingdom, kingdom intention, I mean, kingdom. is that the same thing as just not wanting to be friends with them or to have anything to do with them or to walk on the same side of the sidewalk with like them? Like the Good Samaritan story. Right. Well, no. Like, I th- could you I th- acknowledge that somebody may well be in the kingdom and still dislike them very intently, <laughs> intensely and hope that when they are in the kingdom that They'll they will be, be on the other side of the kingdom. Well, you're hoping the kingdom is a large place like New York City, you know, where there could be people there and you don't have to see them all. You'll have a much better on the ground system, probably right. like they, British they'll Rail. They'll live in a different neighborhood and mm. they'll go to a different deli or whatever. Mm-hmm. You won't have to actually mm. see them. Mm. And is that possible or do we genuinely have to want to... I really, I really hope there'll be. The I look forward to the day when we actually can live the kingdom values and and accept all. Well, it's really funny. I was just having a conversation with someone today mm-hmm. about this most difficult thing, which is the kinds of conflicts that we have with people, where um, somebody does something nasty and horrific. And then you respond trying to stand up for yourself or for the people that they are hurting. Mm. And then you're accused of being nasty and horrific mm. because you're not letting them get their way. And, th- and then there can be this kind of, well, you know, it's unfortunate that both sides are having this conflict or whatever. And then how do you deal with that? How do you, do you, in this case, the, the person feels kind of um, cowed really. 
Mm. Like she has to back down and cannot stand up for what she knows is the right thing. And it is the right thing, I think, in my opinion. She is being the bigger-hearted person and doing the more Christ-like thing. This other person is not. They're doing the kind of mean, small-minded, nasty person thing. But then if she complains to this person or complains to his bosses, Mm. then she's seen as persecuting him. Mm. So it's the what is the fine line between persecuting somebody who actually deserves to be persecuted because they're hurting other people? Okay. Like, what, at what point are yeah. you being cruel to somebody and what point are you actually standing up for what's right? And how do you know what the difference is between those two things? It's, it's a good question. It actually came up this uh, last week as well for us um, with, the, with the interns where we were discussing the, the whole pressure of those who are bullied and how you defend those who are bullied as well without yourself becoming a bully Mm -hmm. without yourself becoming a bully how do you Mm -hmm. do that i don't and it's a real it's a real perplexing question because you can become a bully by protecting and also bullies will always use the ooh ooh you're being a bully as a way of Mm -hmm. stopping you from getting Mm -hmm. in the way of them doing what they want to do I think I think this is a great question because um, I well, think it's a question that has to do with how we live our lives. It is it's about how you. I think it's about how you live your life. I think it's about how you live your life with integrity. Yeah. And and I think it's so easy to think so. You know, so much of yourself is so exclusive about yourself accidentally. Mm. Um, and and I think you're right. You know, because there are some people that just grate against us, or they're just they're different, or their personalities don't click, and so you're like you're fine. But I wonder whether somehow we push people away from the kingdom unintentionally, and oh, that that would be horrible. And then, and then there are people we push away from the kingdom intentionally because we just don't enjoy being around them, and that's just that's just that's even worse. And I, oh, I just, I don't want to go to bed or, at night with that, that kind of thought. Or that we decide that this person couldn't possibly be in the kingdom. Yeah. You and know? that's actually, yeah. Which th- I think that is a mistake. Yeah, it is. To think that, I guess, although. God, this is what you know, the power of grace and God. That and I, I'm glad he is the one who decides, not us. And, you know, we've talked about just also what kind of a kingdom would it be if you have to have your persecutor they're living with you yeah i mean that might be you know sometimes what i've been told is that we will be so transformed as to be unrecognizable but Mm -hmm. i've often thought that would be pointless i don't see i don't see that in the the bible i don't see that in the bible story i do i agree with you i think that if we're not still who we are and we don't still have our character and our memories and all the things that make us then you know what am i i am nothing except for my memories and experiences and things like that. Yeah, I'm looking. So for, I'm looking forward to the upgrade. All that can be wiped. Yeah. I don't believe that there will be an upgrade. Oh no, I'm getting. I'm getting the six pack. I'm. I'm getting the upgrade. I believe that after I'm you've lived that. with a certain body for a while, uh, you uh, kind of. No, let's not go there. All right. <laughs> earned it. <laughs> no, I have not. No, this is not the way it's working out. It has earned the you. Twink- the twinkling whatever. of an eye is going to be very important. <laughs> That just seems weird. It's not going to be. It's going to be fantastic. I wouldn't want to suddenly look like a totally different person, even if it was much bigger. It's not going to be totally different. It's going to be great. You know, you notice, do you have plastic surgery on your face? No, you don't. Oh, good. I was like, do I? You want to look (laughs) in the mirror and recognize your face. It would be weird to look at yourself and not be you. Really? You should talk to a few people who have plastic surgery, and they, they actually feel pretty happy with themselves. Okay. Um. At least that's what they say they do. 
we'll have to talk about that another day. Hey, look, our time is up. Uh, This, I think, is a really good question. Thank you, Mark, for bringing this one up because I think it actually has deep, deep implications for us for how we actually live our lives and how we live our walk with God. So I want to challenge you this. uh, Whom have you excluded intentionally or unintentionally from kingdom consideration? Um, Think about that. Look after each other, live love, and we will connect uh, for our new podcast that we're starting now. We did it last week. We're going to do this again tomorrow, and we'll have another one for tomorrow for Sabbath. God bless. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.